brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. GPB, gpb.org slash sports, the GPB apps of your choice, and wherever your favorite podcatchers are found. What do you do when you want to listen to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast? Take that phrase, put it in quotes, hit the magnifying glass, go to your favorite podcatcher, pull it down, because the grand exalted producer, Sean Powers, will have put it where you can find it and so that's how you get it and give us like eight gazillion likes because that's what keeps this thing going and gives us all the positive vibes and ratings that we always get i am john nelson i'm here in atlanta and once again still marooned out of his studio down in the borough it is tommy palmer and that's why you're on the cellular device again this week i'm telling you it, 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 it it's amazing it uh, the mishap occurred on December 13th. We're still waiting. They're finishing up things at my studio in Statesboro, and I promise to be a good boy somewhere down the road, okay? <laughs> so as soon as they finish, I'm good to go, okay? All right, so first things first, and I, and I feel like Arn Anderson when I say this. I'm not one to, to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I'm going to toot the horn of the podcast here a little bit because one of us is now officially going to be a Hall of Famer, sir. Well, I got the good news uh, back around the first of the year, and uh, it remains to be seen, you know, what is going to happen with that. But uh, There's going to be a pageant gonna... and floats and presentations, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to they're gonna put you on one of those uh, Egyptian things where you're going to have four dudes carry you in on a big chair. Well, I, I, really, I really felt much better of, about the entire thing when they said... Uh, uh, choose someone to introduce you, and uh, we we go from there. So there must be an introduction part of this ceremony. So I'm I'm just I really am I'm humbled, and uh, I am so honored that the Georgia Athletic Coaches Association uh, are, are 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 doing this. This is this is wonderful, and uh, I, I really have no idea what's going to happen. But I get the official invitation on March the first. And I'm really excited about this and, and looking forward to going to Dalton. And uh, hopefully several friends and comrades in arms will, will be there with me for whatever is going to happen on that particular weekend in June. Trump, so looking Trump, forward to it, John. Thanks. Trumpet fanfare for one of the best in the business. And, I'm, and I'm, pl- I'm proud to call you more than just a coworker that you are one of my best friends. So congratulations, sir. All right. You are one of my best friends. All right, so let's get into what has happened since we were last here. And we've had a lot of coaching changes, and there there have been a lot of names, a lot of surprising names, who are retiring or shifting. Where do you want to start? Well, I think Coach Mack really started it down at Charleston County back at the first of the year when he decided to go to East Jackson. And, uh, you know, I think probably if, if you and I were having a conversation and we mentioned who would be the one that would never leave where he is, had been there all this time. I, I think we would we would have thought that uh, Coach McWhorter would have remained, and you know, down at Charlton County forever. That, that's just one of those conversations right. you have. But yeah. uh, that kind of hit the ten ten thing, and then you have people retiring, 
You have people who are leaving wonderful jobs to go to other areas, uh, like uh, Coach Hockman. Uh, that news that we got in the last seven to ten days really just blew me away. I had no idea, I, I, no idea that he had such an affinity for the beach and that, you know, his lifestyle was going to change and he was going to go to New Hampstead. We get the, uh, the Dickerson retirement, and then two weeks later, we find that he's applied for a defensive uh, coordinator position down in Florida. So, you know, it, it, everything, it, it's, it's like leaves thrown up in the air. Uh, where they land is just impossible to predict at this point, John. Okay, so let's see if I can roll through this as best I can. So we have Rich McCorder going from Charlton County to Jackson County. Then we have Joey King leaving Cartersville for a still, if I'm not mistaken, as of yet unidentified Division I college gig. And then you have Hal Lamb retiring at Calhoun. Which blows me away. Yeah. And you mentioned Kyle Hockman leaving McEachern and going to New Hampstead. You know, they refer to this as the silly season. And those are some names that are moving. And also, we failed to mention, as a part of Jim Dickerson retiring from Clinch and applying for jobs down in Florida, Don Tyson Jr. is now the new head coach. And so it is, I want to say, the fourth head coach in 40-plus years, and they're all still tied to the family that is Clinch County. I Clinch County, to me, is like the Pittsburgh Steelers of Georgia high school football. Exactly. Exactly. And and I don't think anything will change. The defenses will be the same. The offense, the Notre Dame box, uh, the single wing will be the same because that's just what they do down there at Clinch County. So, um, you know, nothing's going to change there. That, that situation is going to be stable because you've got a person coming in who was there at practice every day anyway. And you you look at now, let's say Lassiter ends up bringing in a a college assist or a college coach who was an assistant here in the state at, at one period in time, and you right. still are looking for openings. So so now the openings are still Grayson. Grayson is still looking for a head coach, and we have a, an interview. No, no, with, no. Oh, they got the coach. Who they got? Who they get? They got the coach uh, from Creekview. He. Uh, he signed on yesterday. I think he still has to be approved. Okay, but then he went twelve and one. That's a big uh, hire for them. Year. Yeah, great hire for them and a great hire for him. So you've got uh, uh, you, you've got that situation, and there are some still some openings. You know, Buford, of course, uh, has Coach Appling yep, now promoted from within. Um, Coach, yeah, and Coach Honeycutt is now at Villarica. Yep, upcoming so, episode you know, of these, Football Fridays. Yeah, and uh, the amazing thing about it is, John, is that uh, I don't think we've seen the last of it. I, I just think we're going to have many more changes before all is said and done. I really do. And you look at some of the lists of coaches who are you know, still out there. So you're looking at Calhoun looking for a vacancy. You have Cartersville looking for a vacancy. And now you have McEachern looking to, to fill a vacancy. Those three schools alone, heavy hitter, double, and a triple – so you're having probably regional, if not national, coaching searches for three of the most high-powered programs in the state. And at Cartersville, you have a quarterback in T. Webb who is going to be looked at on a national scale because he, he, he was offered by Louisville as a seventh grader and has been behind Trevor Lawrence, and now he's doing his own thing there in Cartersville. So I think a lot of folks are going to – 
want to have T. Webb to sit there and coach through his senior season. So you have Calhoun, Cartersville, McEachern, three large vacancies here in the state of Georgia. Exactly, and I think uh, uh, the young man was offered by Syracuse yesterday. So, so the trek begins now because he, he's a great quarterback. But the amazing thing about it is if you go back and you take a look at what Joey King has done at Cartersville, he has really implanted uh, his brand on what's going on there. It'll, it'll be amazing to see where he ends up, but you don't think about a how land. You always kind of plan your interviews you know, that you want to do, you want to do one with Hal Lamb, you want to do one with Joey King, yep. you want to do one with, with uh, Coach Hockman, and you want to do what, uh, you know, uh, they're going into to different different modes now. So you're going to have to really change everything that you do as, as a journalist and everything that I do. Uh, who are you going to be talking to this year? Because almost everybody's going to be in a new position. Well, you, you know, of course, that since we still have their telephone numbers, we can always call them up and have them here on the show. Oh, I have, I have, a, I have a list. I have a list of those phone numbers. Hopefully they won't change them, don't they? No, I know. Really change them on us. It's like, you know, we want to talk to you long form. Here's a forum. We want, to catch up, we want to catch up with you. Don't change your phone. The other, thing, you the other thing I wanted to kind of get into you a little bit about was the idea of instant replay in high school football here in the state of Georgia, but let me take it. Let me just take it from the the thirty thousand foot thing first. Okay. What do you think about the notion of instant replay in college, at the very least, in a championship game setting, where probably it's safe to say nine times out of ten you're going to have the capability, thanks to the television productions that are associated with those last games of the year. What do you think about the idea of having instant replay for high school football championships, not necessarily for games 1 through 14? Well, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. It, you know, the horse has already left the barn as far as I'm concerned in the game that I was involved in a couple of years ago, if you will remember that. But uh, we did have instant replay, and you could take a look at it. And uh, if, if you saw what we saw, Chad you Campbell know what did. Happened in, in, you know, in that particular game, and you know our our brilliant producer Steve Graham, you know he got a look from every possible angle. It would have been helpful that day, but it was not available to us. And uh, you know, I, I look back on it, and hopefully, I made the right call, and Bob made the right call. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, when we get to championship time. I think probably it would only aid the officials and only, you know, help them make the right decision. And and you know, some of those some of those decisions are are hair trigger, John. And when you go back and you take a look at them, like we like we have the privilege of doing, uh, you know, from the truck, and and we always get those good angles. But uh, everybody doesn't get that good angle, and a lot of people look at the TV and they're so upset at that particular time, they're not looking at the replay as we're looking at the replay. I, I think it's a good thing. I really do. And then the idea of possibly even adding the red flag challenge is an aspect of all of it, too. If you have that capability, I would think would be another logical step in this process with, OK, so you have replay as an option. And then, you know, as we've seen in, you know, in college and pro, you know, you want to, you can challenge mm-hmm. things one way or the other, but I think the red flag challenge may not be far behind too. 
Oh, I think it would be. I think that would be a necessary, as we call it, necessary evil to that whole thing of the instant replay. You, you would have the officials take a look at it, and then if there was no agreement from the uh, the coach who thought that, that he really needed to take another look at it, he could drop the red flag and they could go back and, and see if they could overturn it. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, we, we, we've come so far technologically, John, uh, it's time we get this done. It really is. And, you know, when you're you're looking at the, the other technological advances, I think that going further back from a championship setting, uh, I think that, honestly, it adds that extra element of, of danger if you just do it. If you're thinking about it 1 through 14, not every school is going to have the technology there. Not every— No, no, no. And so— This is championship only, in my opinion. Yeah, and so— Championship and, game. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it would be a championship-only setting because of the technology available to you. If you had it as a, a universal thing in games 1 through 15, I think that those first 14 games present themselves as a bit of a as a bit of an awkward situation because not every school is going to have the same kind of capabilities to show the same angles to give you any kind of a possible challenge or reversal in this kind of a situation. I think that if everyone can stipulate to it, and this might have to be something done all the way up to Indianapolis, if everyone in the state can stipulate to it on a state-by-state basis for game 15s, for last games of the year, go ahead and let this happen with a red red flag challenge so that way you can have instant replay so you don't have what's happened. I mean, at least we know of in a couple of instances over the last couple of years, but I'm sure it's happened in other states as well. I think that red flag plus instant replay really should happen in the last game of the year. I agree, and if, if you did it games 1 through 14, we'd never get to game 15. I mean, you know, it would take up the entire season, but uh, as far as time is concerned. But, yeah, uh, championship games only. And, of course, I think over the next few years, we don't have to worry about the games being played midweek. I think they're going to be stable dates as, as far as when the championships are going to be played at Mercedes-Benz, from what I hear. All right. Uh, 30 seconds. Anything else come across your bow this week? Uh, no, not really. It just... Uh, you know, it's almost time for spring football again. I think uh, you guys did a great job on the recruiting, and I uh, send out kudos to you and Matt for, for what you did in, in that particular situation. And, uh, you, you know, it's just uh, it's year-round football, my man. It's year-round football. It is not summer, fall, winter, and spring. It is Cruton spring. It's football, spring football, Cruton and National Signing Day. He is Tommy Palmer. I am John Nelson. This has been the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. Use the quotes around Football Fridays in Georgia. Hit the magnifying glass. Go to your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for accessing us however you always do it. For the Hall of Famer, I'm just John. Faithfully submitted. Played safe. We'll see you next time. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.